Okay, so we, we hear this gospel from the Lord and the, the words, the sentences, you know, the fragments we've heard before. This should not be sort of new to us. But, you know, let's go back. The Jews prior to, you remember hearing, um, you know, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, right? That was the ethic that developed in the Old Testament. But prior to that, um, it was sort of chaos. So in other words, people would be punished disproportionately uh, for the things that they had done wrong. So really the, the Lord asking the Jews or telling the Jews only punish according to the crime, an eye for an eye, was a development ethically in, in society and civilization. It was a positive development that somebody would only be punished according to their crime. So that there was the, you know, a measure of different, different punishments. So that was a good development. Um, what we have with Jesus in the gospel is a radical change from that. So remember, the, the Jews at the time would have been thinking in terms of an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. No, you know, I should, I should punish somebody based upon their offense to me. That was sort of the ethic. But now Jesus is saying, wait, actually, not that. I'm going to develop it even further. If you will be my followers, it's not even a matter of you bringing about justice to those who have offended you. It's actually completely different. What I want you to do is forgive your enemies, says the Lord. What I want you to do is to do good to your enemies. I want you to go out of your way to be charitable to those who hate you. And, you know, and I think he puts it very commonsensically as well. You know, what is the difference between a Christian and, and a pagan or a, a sinner or you know, an atheist? They're kind to those who are kind to them. It's not, there's nothing... You know, if that's all we're doing, there's nothing really different about us. Uh, you know, people, um, even the sinners and the pagans, they're merciful to those who are merciful to them. If that's all we do as Christians, how is that notable? That's just sort of how people are. That's, that's a common practice among people. You love people who love you. That's easy. Well, it's kind of easy, right? I mean, we know that isn't family. Sometimes it's hard, but... But it's, it's certainly easier, right? You, even if we fight with each other in families and even, even close friends, we still love each other. You know, there's still that, that bond of love. But that's not really notable. That's what the Lord is saying. It, I mean, that's good, but it's not notable. What he wants us to do is to love those who hate us. He wants us to forgive those who have offended us without expecting them to forgive us. He wants us to be merciful to those who are not being merciful to us. You look at the first reading with David and Saul. Saul is chasing David, trying to kill him because he's jealous of David and he's insecure. He knows that David is going to succeed him. So he's insecure. He wants to kill him. And so here you have a scene where basically uh, King Saul is sleeping and David's able to come into the camp. His spear is right there. I mean, all he's got to do is take his own spear, one jab, and the war is over. But David knows that Saul is, he's the rightful king. He's the Lord's anointed. And so he has mercy on this man, even though this man will continue to pursue him and try to kill him. 
even this this man, even though this man, this king, will continue to come after David, even though he could end it, he chooses to be merciful. Even though really he doesn't have to, right? I mean, they're at war. It, you could call it a, some kind of self-defense, right? But instead, David is merciful. It's been said uh, many times, you've probably heard these, uh, these sayings. When a person holds on to resentment about somebody else, I'm resentful about Bob, you know, me holding on to that resentment is like me drinking poison and expecting Bob to die. You know, another saying is uh, when we're holding on and obsessing about things. So if I'm obsessing about Bob, who, who's offended me or done me wrong, Bob's living rent-free in my head. It doesn't affect Bob that I'm resentful. What does he care? He probably doesn't even know. Right? But we hold on to resentment. We hold on to, we don't forgive. We're not merciful. And we think that that's good for us. And we think in some way by holding on to that, that it's kind of punishing the other person. But of course it's not. The other person doesn't care. They really don't care. It doesn't affect them. It affects us. And so the, the reason, and the Lord points to this, the reason we should be merciful is for ourselves. The reason we should be forgiving is for ourselves. That's what he says. If you are merciful, God will be merciful to you. If you forgive, God will forgive you. To the measure with, that you forgive, he will forgive you. So if it's really in our best interests to be as forgiving and merciful as possible, and the reason why, is because we need God's mercy. Let us hope none of us receive what we deserve from God. Let us hope we don't receive the punishment we deserve. We don't want that punishment. We want the Lord's mercy. You know, and if we were to, uh, if we were to tell everybody else our sins, you know, if we were to get up one by one and rattle off all of our sins, over the course of our entire lives, you know, the, the things we've done, the things we've thought, the, you know, all that stuff. I mean, it would be incredibly embarrassing for every single one of us, you know, because we're all sinners. Every single one of us are, are deeply flawed. And God knows this. He knows this. He knew it would be this way. And so what he tells us to do is, you know, have humility and recognize that you need mercy. I need mercy. Why should I be merciful? Because I need mercy. Why should I forgive? Because I need forgiveness. That's, that should be our motivation. So the Lord invites us to be th this kind of people. He really commands us to be this kind of person. This is what Christianity is supposed to be like. And you can, you can imagine, I, I'm sure there's plenty of people in your life you don't like, or maybe they're your enemies, or they've gossiped about you, or they've done you wrong, or you feel like they've done you wrong, or they've They've hurt your feelings. They've hurt you. There's real stuff, you know, real situations that hurt. It's not fake. And the Lord knows that too. But he still calls us to set it aside for our good so that it doesn't poison us and so that it doesn't keep us from receiving the mercy that we so desperately need. Please stand.